0: Is up, Dolphins fans, and welcome into the Wednesday, May the thirtieth edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. I am your host Travis Wingfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, the Dolphins are back on the practice field for the second week of organized team activities. We have plenty to get to, including a roster move, several player press conferences, and extension talk for one of my favorite personal Dolphins. And also, the Dolphins make an early announcement on the starting right guard. We'll dive into Jesse Davis's tape and much, much more on this podcast, but. First, I have to remind you guys, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Give me a follow on Twitter at Winkful NFL. Follow the show at LockedOnFins and check out LockedOnDolphins.com. The podcast is getting posted to the website now. The Jesse Davis article is up right now as well as some stuff talking about Adam Gase implementing some of these new pieces into the offense, whether it's Albert Wilson, Danny Amendola, or the other skilled players acquired this offseason. And of course, last but not least, the other On Sports family of podcasts like the lockdown Heat podcast and On NFL podcast for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Let's go ahead and kick this one Right off because we have a busy show for you guys today. That's another Miami Dolphins. And let's get it started with a little bit of news to kick off the show here. Talking about a roster move from the weekend slash early part of the week. The Dolphins have waived offensive lineman Sean Hickey and signed another one in Mike Matthews. So he takes over Hickey's spot on the roster, putting the Dolphins back at 89 players on the roster right now. One more open spot remains as we are in week two of OTAs. And that kicked off today on Tuesday as I record this podcast for Wednesday the 30th. And there were some player press conferences that were really, really good. And we'll talk about that on the next segment here. but Bobby McCain was one of the guys that was being relatively coy. He couldn't get the answer out of his mouth when one of the beat writers asked him about a possible contract extension going into year four, how big of a year it was for him, and he just kind of laughed his way through the question a couple of times, and the beat writers were asking him, well, what does that mean? Like, What are you getting at by doing this? And he basically revealed in a very discreet manner that there has been conversations about a potential contract extension happening, and with that coming on the 1st of June, as Indomitian, can sues money from him being cut will arrive on June 1 and he didn't downplay the fact that those negotiations are ongoing whatsoever so hopefully the days of letting young talent walk out the door is over as Bobby McCain appears to be poised to get a new contract deal with the Dolphins and play some cornerback for us for a long time to come we'll have more from his press conference as well as Kenyon Drake and TJ McDonald but let's start this portion of the podcast with Jesse Davis as we have a piece up right now lockdown dolphins.com talking about Dolphins starting right guard Jesse Davis, where he was in terms of pass protection proficiency in 2017, how well he graded out as a run blocker, plenty of clips and notes into his background as a college player both at Idaho as well as defensive tackle at Idaho in his college career. So you can check that out right now, LockdownDolphins.com. But the big news of the day for Jesse Davis came when he's told the press writers or whatever you want to call them, that he was told by the coaching staff that he is entering OTAs as the starting right guard. So bearing any unforeseen injury or circumstance, he's going to be your guy at right guard, developing this continuity with a team up front. It just bodes well for a team that really struggled with consistency and continuity up front for a long, long time, especially going back into last year when Mike Pouncey just never practiced for the team at center causing all kinds of communication issues, whether it was stunts or twists or just relatively normal picking up of blitzes or even four-man rushes. They never quite seem to get everything ironed out. So for the first time, since I can personally remember, we go into camp with an offensive line that is 100% stet- set and steady, easy for me to say. The days of rotating guys through different positions, having all these competitions saying, let's just throw basically four or five crappy left guards into the mix, and one of them will emerge as a good player. Well, that never ever happened. We saw what happened when when they tried that route. It ended up with Dallas Thomas or Billy Turner playing at the position. So, they have all five guys set up front, no more rotations or competitions. Looks like we're going to have some continuity for the first time there, provided the offensive line stays healthy, and Talking about Jesse Davis' time at Idaho, he started off there as a freshman on the defensive line. He started 12 games of defensive tackle for them and then flipped over to the offensive side to play some tackle as well as a little bit of guard there too because Idaho had a unique scheme where they ran things a certain way that had them switching sides based on strong side and what they called quick side. Not strong side and weak side, but quick side rather. So offensive linemen would rotate Positions throughout the course of the game from the right side to the left side and would come inside to play guard it was just a sounds like a bunch of chaos to me but it just bodes well for his versatility and what he has been he came out of college with an elite athletic skill set in terms of the way he measured at the combine he ran a 7.413 cone which was the four, would have been the fourth best time at the combine in 2018 And then he bounces around the league in his first two years from Seattle to New York with the Jets. And he came over to the Dolphins practice squad in 2016 and then surprised people when he made the 53-man roster for the 2017 season and due in large part to Ted Larson's injury, which opened the door for him at left guard alongside Anthony Steen. They opened the season as a platoon there, and Jesse Davis never settled into a one position in 2017 until the final six games of the season. Like I said, that platoon started off early. He played 402 total snaps at right guard, 225 at left guard and 120 at right tackle. He had a stretch of games in the middle of the season where he didn't play barely at all, just 13 reps over a four-game span, but then he gets back into the lineup, moves around from some injuries, and then finds himself a home at right guard, which is why the Dolphins proclaim he is going to be the starting right guard in 2018, so the Dolphins hopefully have their offensive line intact from now up until someone inevitably, inevitably gets hurt because it's going to happen. It happens every year, but you hope it just stays this way for as long as it possibly can. So Jesse Davis, starting right guard, LockedOnDolphins.com, a good breakdown on him up there right now. We have plenty more to get to from practice and the pressers next on Lockdown Dolphins Podcast at Winkle nfl at Lockdown fins. And picking things back up here on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast at Wingfield NFL for you guys on Twitter. I went ahead and watched all of the press conferences that were available both on the Dolphins Twitter feed or Facebook feed, however you guys watch it. They had Bobby McCain, Kenyon Drake, and TJ McDonald, as well as Jesse Davis. And Davis talked more about having that one home and how much better it is for him to be able to settle into a position and actually play there going forward. So you hope that his continuity will give the Dolphins more success up front. And that's something that Bobby McCain actually talked about in the secondary as well in regards to where he plays. And one of the first questions they asked him in his press conference was... Does he see himself playing more on the boundary or possibly getting looks on the outside opposed to in on the slot where you only can be about a 70 75% player if you look at just the base package of Nickel that takes you out of the game for some heavier packages and does he want to be a guy on the perimeter and he said of course he does of course he wants to play but he also wants to do whatever is best for the team to win ball games so whether that's inside or outside he's going to do whatever it takes And that same answer was given for the next question, talking about his leadership role on the team and how he's willing to take on whatever role the team will give him. And right now his role is elevated because no longer is he the young guy in the locker room as he is starting to get approached by more and more young guys asking questions about things that he does as a pro and how they can get themselves better. And he is fully embracing that role as a leader because he sees himself as a guy that three years ago was always the one asking questions. And now here he is in a position to get paid and to take on a leadership role. The two guys he mentioned that are always asking questions are Minka Fitzpatrick and Cornell Armstrong, both Dolphins defensive backs that were drafted this year. And speaking of Minka Fitzpatrick, McCain said that he has just been all over the place getting his hands on football and soaking up all the information like a total sponge. And you guys knew he would do that. That just sounds like he's going to be a really big-time player for this team. And so to hear one of the veteran defensive backs take him under his wing and talk about him like that, very, very nice to see. So it sounds like McCain has really adapted well to that leadership role. And can he do more? They asked him again basically the same question about playing on the outside. And he said he wants to be in the game as much as he can. Anyone would, and he has that competitive spirit to want to do so. So he basically forwarded that question by saying that. It was kind of a silly question to come back to after he already talked about it. And then they went on to another question asking him about guys that can replace the spark from Jarvis Landry's absence and how that's something that McCain kind of was over the last couple of years as a guy that provided a spark on the field. And he said that anyone will do it. It's more of a unit thing rather than an individual thing. And it works because the team is having fun. And he specifically stated Xavier Howard, Raquan McMillan, Andre Branch even got in there. And then he also mentioned Kenny Steele's name on offense. So McCain is a very good press conference. He speaks very clearly and concisely and has well thought out points. So I enjoyed watching him. The next one, Kenyon Drake, it, he kind of has a more monotone to, uh, tone to him. But he did mention that he is now the longest tenured running back on the roster, which is pretty crazy to think about going into year three. We know it's a a remade backfield for the Miami Dolphins with Frank Gore and Kalen Balazs here. And he spoke to both of those players in Gore and Balage, talking about Gore being something of a legend in the NFL and how it's a total honor for him to share the backfield with him and get to learn things from Frank Gore. And talked about the young kid Kenyon, or Kenyon. Excuse me, Caitlin Balaj being a quote, smooth freak, end quote, there, and how the Dolphins are lucky to have a guy that just basically blows everybody away from an athletic standpoint so he talked about both running backs but the thing that I found most interesting was his point about how he wasn't really mentally prepared to be a professional or to be a starter as his rookie year he said he got more and more comfortable in his second year after he felt like he let the team down in his rookie year and now here he is going into year three with the right mindset and the right attitude towards approaching being the workhorse back that he basically got thrusted into that role last year with the Ajayi trade and then the Damian Williams injury but One of the writers asked him if he thinks he can lead the league in rushing this year because he did it in the final five weeks of last year. And like a true pro and like a true teammate, he put it off on everybody else. He said, I I think I can because of the people around me, obviously with Ryan back, Ryan Tannehill coming back, a revitalized offensive line, and of course, Adam Gaze calling plays that they are moving in the right direction. And then there was a lot of excitement around this football team and around the offense. So, Internally, it sounds like there's a lot of excitement for the team and they are just ready to go for the season to kind of put last season's bad taste in their mouth to get rid of that altogether. The last one I watched was a TJ McDonald press conference. And once again... Another guy that basically has been trained for interviews and giving really boring, cliche answers, basically just a very PC, straightforward type of stuff. A lot of I don't knows, and we're very early in the process, not a lot to put out there yet because we're so early in this process, but the one thing they asked him about moving to linebacker was quickly shot down. As he said, the coaching staff has not done that. They are all being cross-trained to play three positions, or excuse me, two positions amongst the three guys, just so that they're ready for any scenario that comes up where they want to get onto the field and play more defensive backs, which we hope is the case as Tony Oden and Ronaldo Hill come over to coach the defensive backs this year and likely shift from more of an archaic, just three linebacker, four defensive back set to more five and six defensive back packages to get more of this talent on the field because the secondary has a lot of talent and the Dolphins need to scheme it in a way to get these guys onto the field. So some good notes from there, some good nuggets from those guys. About 30 minutes, all things told among the four press conferences. If you guys want to check that out on the Miami Dolphins Twitter or Facebook page, wherever you find it. And one quick note on it again, Barry Jackson wrote a piece about these press conferences, about the day of practice at OTAs, and it basically surrounded around Ryan Tannehill and how they all ask him these questions or all ask these players these questions about the quarterback and they all just came to Ryan Tannehill's defense talking about what kind of player he is. Bobby McCain mentioned that he can run well, he can move his feet, he moves so well on boots and running and and throwing on the run, and that he looks stronger than ever. So that piece that Barry Jackson wrote is up on his blog right now. You can check that out. Very, very well written, very nice, encouraging, exciting piece as all these guys begin to just continue to heap praise onto Ryan Tannehill, perhaps more appreciated this year after last year's, let's call it debacle, with Jay Cutler. And the quarterback position and only going 6-10 and following a 10-6 and season under Ryan Tannehill and Matt Moore in 2016. So you guys can check that out for yourselves on the Dolphins Twitter page or Facebook like I mentioned. And one last note before we go into the last break here and talking about Ryan Tannehill and some of the stuff he does both as a player on the field and as a leader on the practice field. There is a great video on, once again, the Dolphins Twitter page showing him go over a route concept or the way to run a route or the timing of the offense with tight end Rookie tight end Mike Kosicki, and basically Tannehill showing him how to run the route that he wants, and it's kind of fitting for the fact that Ryan Tannehill was a receiver in college who converted to receiver from quarterback for a couple of years. I just feel like I have to get that note in there so it's not misconstrued by anybody. But he's showing him all these routes, and it just it shows what a leader Ryan Tannehill has become and how this has become his team, his offense, and his huddle. So he's going to go through things like that, and I think everyone's most excited about the way that little piece ended when Mike Gusecki calls Ryan Tannehill boss, says, alright boss. So good news, all happy from camp so far in the early goings here as we are on May 30th in the Dolphins OTA session. We have more to come here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast at Wingfield NFL at locked on Fins and wrapping up this edition of the locked on Dolphins podcast the May 30th edition there was another guest at Dolphins practice Dom Capers formerly of the Green Bay Packers defensive staff that was at practice and that's notable for one reason just because of his famous, Nickel package base, I suppose he was about a 75, 80% nickel package guy when he was coaching the Packers there. So it makes sense that he'd come in to consult a little bit. And it's just the next in a long list of former coaches or players that have come to Adam Gaze's practice. And... To be quite frank, that's basically what sold me on Adam Gaze from the start was all the kind words from these Hall of Fame people around the NFL, whether it was Peyton Manning or Wes Welker, John Elway, before Elway and Gaze had that little bit of a tiff that is still ongoing in the NFL. But Nick Saban before him, just so many guys that have come to Adam Gaze's defense and talking about what type of a guy he is, what type of a leader, how smart he is. And I even heard a podcast today or someone told me about it on Twitter. I forget who it was, so my apologies for that. But Tom Crean, a basketball coach slash media guy now, mentioned that of all the coaches he has met in the NBA and the NFL, that Adam Gaze is the smartest guy that he has met. So high praise from him. Another guest at Dolphins Practice. We'll be seeing this more and more through the course of the summer. I'm sure as the Dolphins ramp up for the 2018 season. But there is more practice tomorrow. There is a Jesse Davis article up on LockedOnDolphins.com. You guys can check that out right now, as well as Tannehill charting coming back out on Thursday and Friday, the Buffalo Bills and New York Jets game from 2016. We have some guests lined up down the line on the podcast, Antoine Staley of USA Today on a show here in the near future, as well as Ryan Smith of ProFootballFocus.com. So we've got plenty coming for you guys, despite the summer months ahead. Of course, don't forget the series coming. Coming up, talking about all the Dolphins' opponents, know the enemy. That'll be out this summer for you guys as well. Plenty and plenty of content for you guys. And you can catch that all by signing up for the newsletter, the Fan Rag Sports newsletter. You can find that on lockedondolphins.com. But that is going to do it for today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at Lufa NFL. Follow the show at Locked And follow our flagship show at Locked NFL both on Twitter and Facebook. LockedOnDolphins.com as well. You guys have a terrific rest of your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for another edition of Locked On Dolphins Podcast. Your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football.